Welcome back to Water, Water Everywhere, the podcast that is all about water, um, both salty and fresh. I'm one of your hosts, Carly Vinghouse. I'm a hydrologist and a certified water nerd. And my name is Lila Glansberg. I'm a marine scientist, captain, and all over wet person. <laughs> She's soaked. Um, this week we have um, part one of our two-part Palmyra episode. Woo! Lila sailed here. She's been there. And boy, oh boy, is there so much to know about such a tiny, tiny, tiny little part of the earth. Yes. So much. I couldn't fit it all in one episode. So enjoy part one where I talk about some of the ecology and management of this weird, tiny little place. And uh, we'll see you for part two. Enjoy. Lila. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm tired. Mm. I feel like every single one of my teachers feels the need to assign four to five readings plus like two assignments a week. Oh boy. A lot. Yeah. And I feel a little behind because I I don't know, did other stuff this week that I also had to do. Um, so today is the big catch-up day, I think. Sunday. But also I have a friend coming from out of town. So we're just going to, we're going to see what is happening. <laughs> it's just grad school. It's not a big it's deal just if you don't do it. Technically not even grad school yet. So who oh, cares? No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't no, matter. it's a really rigorous program, but also I'm like, why couldn't y'all talk and like use the same six readings a week? And then we could all read six things, which is a lot for people like me. And then we could do different assignments based on those readings. And then I feel like I would understand those readings really well. But no, each teacher is assigning like four. <laughs> Jesus. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. 200 pages a week. Yeah. Ooh. I'm a little Ooh. over it. Yeah. It's I, I honestly, we are, we are just setting realistic expectations for ourselves. And I think the teachers, some of the teachers are like, it's cool. Do what you can. The other ones are like, if you don't do these, you're going to be a bad teacher. So not true. I don't think so. You already I know you're I'm, a good teacher. <laughs> I'm good at the teaching part. Yeah. Yeah. So other stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's still cool. It's everyone in my cohort is really awesome. And I've got I've gotten to get to know them a little better. And um, oh, I'm gonna be in my student teaching high school tomorrow. Oh, that's and exciting. The students took a video of me and the other student teacher at the school who is my friend, and they like we're in like the opening video and we like state our names and say a fun fact. And they asked what walkout music do you want? And we were like, walkout music. I, I don't know. What would you have chosen for walkout music? Cause I know what I chose and I'm not, I think it's probably the best possible choice, but if I thought about it harder, I don't know. I don't know. Pocket full of sunshine was the first thing that came into my mind. And I don't know why. So it's that been a long such time. A good one. <laughs> Wait, I'm change it. You can that's use a really it. good one. No, we're doing um John Cena. Oh, okay. That's, John Cena that's, one. That'll be fun. Do they know? Which was, do kids these days know? I don't um, know John if kids Cena? these days. I feel like it was on TikTok, so hopefully they know it. If not, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. 
it's okay I mean you look cool so like they'll think it's cool that's nice I went and spent a bunch of money at Target on (laughs) professional teacher clothes Oh, um, which cute. I don't, I'm in a pretty rural area. So like, I think most people are just going to wear jeans and stuff, but it's honestly, it's more for me than for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I am starting to move out <gasps> my apartment. So whoa, how are you feeling? Overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Moving sucks. <laughs> it does. I'm excited and, for you though. Yeah. I'm excited. And, um, I've, I'm just like determined, like I'm going to get my deposit back. So I've, yeah. um, yeah, took down all the artwork and like filled in the holes and then painted over and it looks amazing. Okay. So I've been to home Depot three times and now I thought that my bathroom paint was the same color as my everywhere else paint, but the lighting tricked me. So I painted the wrong color there been like little patches uh, uh, it's so like, how much do you care i will like hair this yeah okay uh, they, they are they notice. it's two different oh, colors um thing <laughs> so both you, you know what's great and like shout out to home depot and most paint stores is like if you just like peel off a you know a large like a small enough piece of the paint, paint they can it? color match it uh for you wow I'm sure people know that, but, um, it's still nice. It's so, you know, I'm just, I peeled, it's going to look worse before it gets better because I peeled off some pain and (laughs) making a mess right now. When do you actually move out? Today is a Sunday. I need to be out in like a week, a week by the end of this month. Well, technically by the 15th, but I'm going on a trip to California that's right. On the ninth. So okay, before... you got a week. You got yeah. a week and a boyfriend. That's doable. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm gonna be in the Scary, field though. all week and stuff. So yeah. I'm just gonna, gonna like... hire movers. No. Mm. I'm hoping I can get um my boyfriend's friends to do it. That would be nice. You I could pay buy them in pizza stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. Anyways, this doesn't feel like a very exciting conversation, so let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, wow, I don't have anything fun to talk about. Uh... <laughs> you want to tell us about your taxes? or? <laughs> so I have this scab. No. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah. uh, what Sorry, are we talking wait, this about? Is, this is real. This, this is, is a real, real podcast. <laughs> yes. And I want to quickly thank the listeners for um, listening again and coming back. And I see the numbers and I like knowing that we didn't really lose an audience. So that was great. That's nice. Yeah. That helps me sleep at night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm doing a lot less of. Okay. Carly, should we do the episode or do you I think they're begging us to start. All right, Carly, as promised, um, today I'm talking about Palmyra. Yay! That's right, folks. It's going to be a history podcast because we're going to ancient Syria. Just kidding. Um, But there is a city, an ancient city that is in modern day Syria that is called Palmyra. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy. And it looks really cool. And it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And that's all I could find about it. 
Well, I didn't look that hard. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I and put in my notes about it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was trying to see like why they named this little atoll also Palmyra, and I could not. Okay, so just to that. clarify, we're talking about not the Siri in Palmyra. We're talking about the little <laughs> island atoll. Yes. What's the difference? What's an atoll? What's an atoll. atoll. <laughs> all right. All this is in my notes. I'll get started for real now. <laughs> um, yes. So Palmyra is a tiny little atoll. And it's about 1,200 miles south of Hawaii. Okay. Of Honolulu. So uh, we're talking about it because I was recently there. Um, it had, when I was there, a total of 11 people on the island. Um, I'm pretty sure it was uninhabited before then. It's really tiny, but it did belong to Hawaii for a little bit. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but I sailed there on my last trip and yeah, it's tiny and it's cool and it shares its name. Well, it was probably named after um, an ancient city in Syria. Um, it's mostly a dry land and sand flats and coral reef, and it consists of three lagoons that are separated all by like ginormous corals um, that are really, really cool. And it is part of the Pacific Remote Islands Marine National Monument. What is that? Yeah, great question. It is a group of unorganized, mostly unincorporated United States Pacific Island territories. I don't know what unincorporated territory is, but I do. Oh, oh, can you tell me? Only because there's, in Las Vegas, there's unincorporated uh, territories. In Las Vegas? Yes. Um, Interesting. It's, it, they did, I don't, I, this is probably going to get off topic because they, I only know why they did that in Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is located. Um, yeah. Like there's a town technically it's in Vegas. That would be like your 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 mail address but you technically live in unincorporated Clark County called Enterprise which um basically just means that like you can have like land and horses um I don't really know it's kind of like not wanting know. to be a part of like all the other rules and regulations and taxes and whatnot interesting yeah I really I think don't know if that's related it's probably just a way for the u.s to govern whoever they want to um yeah in whatever way they want to anyway so it's all these teeny tiny little island territories um mostly unincorporated i'm pretty sure palmyra is incorporated however um still don't really know what that means <laughs> it's managed by the united states fish and wildlife service uh the department of the interior whoop, whoop. national oceanic and atmospheric administration noaa and the United States Department of Commerce. So all of these guys have uh, a piece of the pie in the management of all these little islands. Specifically, Palmyra Atoll is actually owned by the Nature Conservancy, um, which is a nonprofit that is national. Um, they're all over the place. And uh, they co-manage it with the United States Fish and Wildlife Service. So people who are on the island are usually working for one of those um, organizations or they're volunteers um because that's how you get people to go to tiny little islands uh <laughs> you pay them nothing <laughs> uh closed oh it's close to commercial fishing all of these little islands are close to commercial fishing um within 12 nautical miles and uh there's like no resource extraction techniques that are allowed to be used so deep sea mining cannot occur uh or it's illegal to occur however 
Um, you know, Palmyra's got people on it, but another one of these islands is called Kingman Reef, and there's like barely in, like half the time the land is not above the water there. Um, so no one's really around there. It's probably like 40 miles from Palmyra. Um, and so I just I don't know who's enforcing the rules, you know, like people could probably go through there and do stuff and who would stop them, you know, um, or what find would they them, do. But... What would they want to You're like deep sea mining or something? Maybe, or like... I mean, deep sea mining is a pretty big operation, but they would go fishing. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. You need a research permit if you want to catch fish in there. OK. Yep. But you could pretty easily go in there if you had clearance to go in there. And even if you didn't have clearance, like they're not checking on it every day, you know, on my boat, on the boat I was on, we went to Palmyra. And then after we were done at Palmyra, we were there for about six days, just anchored. Um, we went to Kingman Reef, which is like 40 miles, um, I think, northwest of Palmyra. It's a teeny tiny little place. We didn't have... Um, a you're supposed to have like an observer with you on your boat like a u.s fish and wildlife observer just to like make sure that you're doing everything right um if you want to go inside the reef like into the little lagoon in the middle and uh of the 11 people on the island one of them at least but several of them i think about half of them had covid um <laughs> wow which is crazy because you're like whoa it's such a remote place covid can't get there nope it can and we could not have them on our boat um, even though the one person that was supposed to come had tested negative several times, the people in charge say no. Um, so, yeah, but the entire Pacific uh, Remote Islands Marine National Monument is about 500,000 square miles of open ocean, coral reef and island habitat. And um, the whole area of the monument is the size, five times the size of all the U.S. national parks combined. Whoa. And about twice the size of the state of Texas. Wait, so it's huge. Or it's massive. Yeah. The island just, or like consists that... a bunch of islands. Okay. No, just the okay. monument. Not just the Palmyra. island itself is very small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there infrastructure? Um, a little. There's like cabins. There's a little dining hall. There's a rope swing. Um, it was, and I'll get to this in a bit, like heavily used in World War II. Okay. Um, in that Pacific theater that they love talking about. Um, so there's like a lot of remnants of that. There's like old bunkers that are like decaying with stuff growing on them. And you can cut yourself on rusty stuff and uh, <laughs> perhaps unexploded mines somewhere. Yeah. We didn't find any, thank God. Um, and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. A lot of crazy animals. Um, but yeah, that's the Pacific Remote Islands Marine National Monument. It was established by George W. Bush. In 2009. And then it was expanded by Obama in 2014. And that's when everyone was talking about Papahanaumokuakea, which is um, that national monument near Hawaii. I don't know what that is. Oh, Papahanaumokuakea. I'm to say. Um, <laughs> say, wait. It's a big deal. Hold it's on. A, it's a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Say that yeah. slowly. Say it with me. Papa. Papa. Hana. Hana. Moku. Moku. Akea. Akea. Papa yeah. Ana Moku Akea. Papa Hana Moku. Papa Hana Moku Akea. Yeah. Okay. It's easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Papa Hana Moku Akea. <laughs> um, it's a Marine National Monument that uh Obama, I'm pretty sure, expanded in 2014-ish. And it's near Hawaii. It's part of Hawaii. Yeah. It's dope. It's very cool. Very protected. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're talking Palmyra specifically, though. And Palmyra, as I've said before, is an atoll, which is maybe a word that you've heard before. Maybe not. It is pronounced atoll, not atoll. Um, <laughs> so an atoll, which is effectively in coral reef formation. It's like the last stage. We're in final stage, end stage, late stage coral reef formation. Okay, um, you're going to have, let's, let's, let's walk backwards. Coral okay. reef formation. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's talk. Okay. So there's a few different ways, but in this case, let's say you got an underwater volcano. Oh, one of my favorite things. And that volcano is just like spitting out lava. Like Tonga, Tonga. Tonga, Tonga, Hunga, Hot Pie. Uh-huh. Yes, I love volcanoes. Listen to that episode. That was a fun That's such one. A good one. Also <laughs> crazy because there were just now report more reports coming out about it, even though we already reported on it months ago. Uh, People are like just talking about it. Yeah, we were ahead of the times. Yeah. Actually, two months late, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a great, I love volcanoes. They're crazy. Um, so an atoll. No, coral reef formation. Let's talk about that. Uh, So an oceanic island will form from lava piling up, piling up, piling up, piling up, right? Piling up for like miles and miles from the ocean floor. And all of a sudden you get a little baby island after hundreds of thousands of years, probably. Um, And that pokes up above the ocean. And then lots of little coral animals start to settle on this island and like form their own structures, right? So you get um the pile up of lava and then all the corals come and they form a fringing reef which looks like a comb it's also sometimes called a comb reef so those are there's one one really big one in we're gonna have to post a picture of that yeah in the keys um the florida keys they're really beautiful and they're fun because they're like you can swim in between like all the comb tines you know and be like really surrounded by corals carly is getting her notepad out this is serious I love it. Um, after a fringing reef, you get a barrier reef, which I think many people have heard of. Yes, me, the because great of one. the great one. <laughs> yes, the great. It's a great one. Um, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. That one's flipping heckin' huge. Um, so that's a barrier reef. There's also, I think, the second largest one is in Belize, and then maybe the third largest one is in Anagata, which is a tiny little British Virgin Island. That my sister got married on. Oh, wow. Mm, yeah. Um, she lived down there for a while. Um, so yes, we get oceanic island, which is a pile up of lava. Then you get coral animals that settle out. You get a fringing reef, and then more oceanic processes happen, and you get a barrier reef, and then finally you have all these old, very well-established corals, and they form like a ring, like a circle, right? And then whatever was in the middle of that circle will sometimes like sink and you get a lagoon sink or break down or whatever and so an atoll is like a ring of corals um which surround a lagoon and sometimes in that lagoon there can be like a central island so it is kind of like barrier reef vibes also okay wow i did not know that yeah so i don't know actually i'm gonna you should google i put a picture in the notes i didn't send carly my notes today uh you should Google Palmyra Atoll and just look at the little map they have. It's a pretty funky shape, but you can also see the channel, which is what I'm going to talk about next. In order to get into these little islands, you need a channel, right? Because uh, the coral surrounds everything and the coral is really shallow. So you can't just like be whipping boats through there. You're going to destroy. Okay. We're definitely going to, if you're listening right now, um, go ahead to our Instagram, water.water everywhere. Um, and there's a really cool picture of this visitor access map. 
Oh yeah. Is that yep, that's the one I'm looking at too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I like have that. One. It's cool. It's nice. Um, I think it's laid out really well. I'm pretty sure it's put out by the US Fish and Wildlife Service or maybe the Nature Conservancy. Yeah. Yep. So I was right in, let's see, where was I? We were right in the West Lagoon. So we basically cruised. And if you look, you can see how skinny the channel is. Do you see the channel? All yes. the way on the left. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's this little break in the corals. I'm pretty, or like sand flats. It's a lot of sand flats that are there too. Um, this channel is really narrow. <laughs> wow. We had like maybe 150 to 100 feet on either side of our boat before the water got to be like five feet deep. Um, and then we have a grounded boat, <laughs> which is not good. Generally, you want your boats to float. So we are going into this channel and um, waves are also coming through the channel because of how the ocean works, right? You get waves that like funnel into a, a small, deeper spot and they get taller, right? right? So waves are like coming at us from either side and they're like pushing us one way or the other. So we have to be constantly adjusting our course so that we don't go ground. And so what this looks like is the captain standing on the quarter deck going, okay, to the person on the wheel. The person on the wheel was my boyfriend. I was asleep. Um, <laughs> I just heard about this. <laughs> I had the morning, like the dawn watch, we call it. So I was really tired. Um, so I'm sleeping while this is happening. And, uh, but my boyfriend's on the wheel. So he's turning. So the captain is there going, two turns right, two turns right. And then my boyfriend's going, okay, two turns right. And we're doing that. And then. Captain's going, all right, two turns left or like half a turn this way or three spokes that way, you know, it's yeah. just like really. So that's what that looks like. Um, that's crazy so that we don't hit the sand and tip over the ship. It would be a really bad thing. Jesus. Um, but the cool thing was that there were hella manta rays in this channel and everywhere. Oh, my big manta ray habitat. Carly, if you don't know what manta rays are, they're the ones that I have tattooed on my shoulder. <laughs> I know what a manta ray is. OK, OK. You don't <laughs> like fish. OK, I've been to the Mandalay Bay Aquarium. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, my God. Do they have manta rays there? <laughs> they do. Well, actually, it now that they probably I don't know if they, they have a different type of ray. They I don't know. Maybe they do. The Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta has manta rays in their big football field sized tank that also has whale sharks. Anyway, you probably saw something that looked a lot like a manta ray. They're huge. They're really big. And very smart. They are one of the only fish that can recognize themselves in a mirror. Wow. I don't know who figured that out. But <laughs> it's a fact. So, fun fact That's about manta crazy. Yeah, so it's, like, funny because, like, we're whipping through this channel in a scary way. And then people are like, manta rays! And then everyone rushes to the side with the manta rays but like captain can't look and like person on the wheel can't look and like the third mate can't look you know <laughs> i have i have pictures from this island too that i'll try and, and i have to write down the, fun, the fun facts as well oh yeah i can remind you um well you know what thank you you're taking good notes all right so uh that's palmyra hopefully you have like a general idea of it in your brains now folks i just want to talk a little bit about my experience because i'm aware um, so we go into the channel. It's this crazy experience. We finally get into the lagoon and anchor and the lagoon, I'm pretty sure is like 120 feet deep. So um, lagoons can be pretty deep in there. It's like, it's not deep for ocean things, but it's deep for like a lagoon. Maybe it was like 60. It was either 60 or 120. <laughs> it was a multiple of 60 feet deep. Um and so the first thing that we have to do is like talk with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Like they all have to come on 
board or they like came next to our boat and gave us like the lay of the land and they were like okay you can't be on this land if you don't have an escort except for that one tiny little island over there while we're in this lagoon right the palmyra is a protected monument so we are unable to make any water so we cannot take water of the ocean and desalinate it for drinking or showering or making dishes um washing dishes and we're also unable to dump any of our wastewater um so (laughs) like no one's showering right yeah um you can't really take showers you can't take even saltwater showers because that's just like stuff that can go overboard um we also could not swim because uh in this lagoon and i'll talk about this too but palmyra is a huge area for sharks (gasps) And if you listen to my shark episode, you know that sharks do not really like to eat people. Okay. But these sharks do not really know people because there haven't been a lot of people there. Um, And if you go in the water and start splashing all of these eight to nine foot reef sharks, gray reef sharks, which are beefy, um, are going to come check you out. And we wanted to avoid um, all potential injuries. So we were not allowed to go swimming in the lagoon. Uh, we could take boats and go swimming. We had like little dinghies and go swimming elsewhere. Uh-huh. Um, the dinghy organization was probably the worst part of this trip. It was so hard just trying to get everyone everywhere. But you can go snorkeling. Um, yeah, not a lot of showering to be had, but you could take like a washcloth and like wet it and like wipe yourself down. You know, it was really hot. So that was like part of it is like we had to like be careful how much we like flush the toilets, right? Oh, no. Can't have the wastewater tanks. And like... We, if we uh, like had to dump wastewater, then we had to leave. Like we had to right. get out of the channel again, which is not something you do like more than you have to. Right. Um, so we were there for six days. So we were successful. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So no one showered six, for six, six days. days. Yeah. But people were in the water. Yeah. Like no one was really stinky. I mean, I'm been on like um, trail crews where no one, you know, you don't shower for no eight days. Showers. So I get it. Yeah. It's just like. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, it is like a comfort thing, though, because this was like, I don't know. These students were okay with the boat life, but they weren't like live, laugh, loving the boat life, you know, Um, for a lot of, I think, good reasons. I think uh, their shore time was really stressful and a lot of other reasons, but um, it was it was okay. Okay. Um, But it was cool because we got to go snorkeling. There was this like we weren't really allowed to walk around the island without an escort just because there's like a lot of baby seabird nesting that you could like wander into um there's like unexploded mines like i said other things um but there was one island that we could go like explore on our own so we could like go there and go swimming and stuff um and islands it's not really an island it's an islet they're very tiny (laughs) what's the difference uh islets are smaller and usually part of a big chain or group other fun things about palmyra lots and lots of manta rays the corals there were um the hugest i've ever seen i did not know corals could get this large and that they could cover this much space taller than me what some of them were like the sizes of a small house huge coral formations huge i have some video i was trying to organize the video so we can post it and i was taking it with a gopro when i was snorkeling and i was getting seasick watching the videos (laughs) so i'm gonna try to cut them really short but i had to stop um but yeah it was cool however i will say carly you and i spent some time together in the red sea and the red sea had less coral but it was like oh the coral was pretty healthy it was more colorful in the red sea and there were way more fish 
way, way, way more fish in the Red Sea. Interesting. And Palmyra has been like a hotspot for sharks in the past. And there weren't that many sharks there at this time that we saw. Um, and so that can sometimes be an indicator of like an ecological health thing. Um, especially because in the past there have been like so many sharks. Um, but I did see, I got to climb a loft in the rigging of the ship. So like somewhere between a hundred and 200 feet directly upwards. Um, and then you could see like manta rays swimming around the ship and you could see gray sharks that were like checking us out and everything was very friendly because it isn't used to people. Um, and then it's like nesting grounds for a bunch of different bird species. You can find where I have it. Okay. You'll find brown boobies, masked boobies, red-footed boobies. Uh, my personal favorite, a great frigate bird. If you don't know what a great frigate bird is, go look it up. They are so cool. They are incredibly efficient flyers. So they don't like ever flap. They're just really good at soaring. And because they're so good at soaring, they just like steal other birds' food with a pretty high success rate. Um, so it's fun to watch those. And then there's also like noddies and terns and curlews and a bunch of other birds there. Um, literally like, thousands and thousands of birds on this island, um, teeny tiny little island. And then sometimes like something would spook them and they would all like fly up into the air and fly oh, around in big circles. And look at their chest. when they Yeah. The friggies. Yeah. yeah. They're so cool. The males I'm pretty sure have big red chests. Yeah. Whoa. Very pretty. They're really cool too. They just make this really awesome shape in the sky. They fly really, really high up. I mean, I say this all the time. Birds are dinosaurs. In fact, they are, especially boobies. And I got to boobies nest at like none of the trees there are very tall. So boobies nest at like eye height. And so you could just like be eye making eye contact with like baby boobies. And it's cute. Who doesn't love a baby booby? Who doesn't love boobies? Am I right? Who doesn't love boobies? (laughs) Cool. So the birds were awesome. And now I'm going to move on to ecology. So just where Palmyra Atoll sits, Atoll sits, um, it's kind of where like the Southern Ocean Currents and the Northern Ocean Currents all meet up and hang out with each other. And because of that, you get hella trash, hella trash washing up on the shores. I was just thinking that when you said like, Clearly, there's some like ecological decline going on if there weren't that many sharks. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, well, Pacific Ocean, Pacific, um, like garbage patch. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I was like, maybe that, but yeah, I don't know where that's that. located. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yeah, it's um, it's like North Pacific, okay, all up near like California stuff. Okay, um, okay. It's different. It's not like quite. It's a lot of like microplastics. It's not like big pieces of trash floating around. Ugh, microplastics. The worst. It's like a, a film over the top of the water. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, like a foot deep. Anyway, <laughs> we could talk about that one a whole other time. For real. It's the worst. But yeah, so lots of trash washes up and they have like murals made of like flip flops that have washed up on shore and oh, wow. lots and lots of buoys. Like there's just like they use like the fun and colorful trash to like decorate their spaces um which is so interesting and uh i talked a little bit about sharks um i'm going to mention another thing normally at palmyra there's something called or there has been observed something called an inverted trophic pyramid meaning all the stuff at the top of the pyramid there's a whole bunch like there's there's a lot of them there are many in number right and then all the stuff at the bottom there's actually less so it's kind of like the opposite of what you would see normally you see less predators more prey but this one was like there were just like so many sharks there um 
And they're thinking maybe the sharks were getting their food from other sources and then just coming to chill at Palmyra. Like they didn't really do a ton of, well, they probably did do more research into it. This is where I heard um, someone who did the program that I worked for several years back published a paper based on their research that they did when they were on the boat that I work on, right? On this inverted trophic pyramid. Um, and some of my students were looking into that paper to replicate that experiment, replicate those um, methods and they come up with their own and see if it's still the same, if it's different, right? They found in review of that paper that the person, the researcher, and I'm not going to say their name, right? Because I don't know them. Uh, the researcher who published that paper that has been cited almost 300 times since then uh, used the wrong constant in an equation, oh. a whole decimal point off, got pretty insane numbers, and then just like published this paper. And then, and so they came up with like these crazy, they said something like a six foot long shark was like 300 pounds or something, which your average six foot long human is not that much. So, yeah. but no one was, no one thought about it. They were just like so excited about the data and like yeah. big name researchers put their name on this paper well, and it got published and it only was just found out like years after it's publishing that it was like the whole ass constant was wrong. Well, what's shocking about that is that it's not easy to get a paper published in a major journal. I'm guessing it was a major journal. I don't know. This is, they all you know, a, a lot of people university. get re rejected a couple times before um, you get accepted. And so yeah. the thought of no one catching that is crazy. Yeah. I don't know if there's like, I don't know how it works, but I think there's maybe like a, a faster track to paper publishing. It's still not easy though, from yeah. with this, with this program that I was working for um, just with the, cause it was like a specific school that we were working with. I think it's probably easier to get published if you go to that school, but um, because they have all the money. Anyway, it was really frustrating. And like the one student that was working on it was like, I never trusted science and I feel really valid in that right now. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, you can, you can come up with whatever data you want. And if there's someone out there that's willing to pay you for it, then it will get published. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you can like trust science, but still be skeptical of it, which is what right. any good scientist is skeptical. That was much better said than what I said. Thanks. Don't trust science, but listen to my podcast. Um, no, yeah, trust it, but like trust but verify. Yeah, you know, check it. Exactly. Um, Question just, things, but it's like a, it must be a peer-reviewed paper if it got published. Well, well yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like that's yeah. insane. No one caught that until my very smart little students did later. Wow, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so is there really an inverted trophic pyramid? Unclear. Um, but <laughs> there's a paper out there that tells you there is, and that paper has been cited many times, and <laughs> it's not right. So um, I think my students found that there wasn't, but the whole thing is like you can't really get good research with six days of data. So it's right. It's, yeah. It's a whole thing. Anyway, though, there's gray sharks and black tip reef sharks and the black tip reef sharks are like a foot long and they swim all over the sand flats and they'll like swim right by your feet. And it's really fun. They're really wow. cute. Yeah. Wow. They're pretty small. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sharks. Another thing you can find on this atoll, on the <laughs> landy part. Get ready for this one, Carly. Okay. Have you ever heard of a coconut crab? No. Okay. 
this is a big day for you because you're going to be forever changed now that you know that something like this exists. I I didn't see, I only saw little tiny baby ones. Um, One of my students saw a full grown adult. Are you going to Google a picture? Steal your, steal your loins. Gird your loins. Excuse me. They're rather creepy to look at. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to vomit. How do people just pick this shit up? I wouldn't. I would not. They are known to be aggressive. Wow. You guys go go <laughs> to the Instagram right now and look at our post. This is on there. Um. A coconut crab. I'll tell you a little bit about them. They're really Please. big. They can be almost a meter across. They're almost the size of this dog. Yeah. Yeah. And this yep. trash can. Oh, they are technically hermit crabs. Oh, they are no. of the the taxa animura, which means the types of crabs that can have little uh, fancy legs on the back. That you know how hermit crabs live in shells. They live in like snail shells. They put a snail shell on like clothes. Wait, 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 wait. I okay. do not mean to interrupt at okay. all, but this all is, right, this is breaking news. One of, one of the pictures, if you. Um, search for coconut crabs is a picture of a giant coconut crab on a trash can and then next to a picture of Amelia Earhart and the headline is meet the world's largest land crab that may have eaten Amelia Earhart alive that's awesome uh what they definitely didn't eat her alive it's not what happened I don't think that's what happened there a lot of articles like to say that hermit crab or not hermit crabs that coconut crabs could eat a human yeah, we don't know that they don't eat people, it but there's no bird. Yeah, they eat birds. They eat dead stuff. They can't catch birds. Okay, they couldn't catch true. you. You can run right. faster than a coconut crab. Okay, <laughs> okay. Amelia okay. Earhart. If anything passed out, and then maybe they came and ate her. Okay, I don't know okay. what happened. Yeah, probably a lot of things ate her. Probably, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Okay, if that's I'm what happened, so which we don't know, <laughs> it's okay. Um, also, Amelia Earhart, we love you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for being a. A cool female. A trailblazer. Yeah. Um, shouts out. Anyway, so coconut crabs. <laughs> Sorry. They're big. They're scary. I didn't think people ate them, but I saw something that was like, they taste like other crabs. They taste like lobster or something. So maybe okay. people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Eat they look them. big enough to be tasty enough, right? I don't like... know. Yeah. But they're not like they have a, a ocean dwelling life period in their life, but like mostly they're on land. I just feel like land crabs would not taste that good. Anyway, right. I don't know. I don't eat crabs. Um, but so they're they're hermit crabs. So if you've seen little hermit crabs walking around their little shells on the beach, they're like one of those that gets really big, and eventually there's just like no shells that fit them anymore. Is that so why they, they look just, like? That's why they look weird. Bulbous and in weird spots. Yeah, like they're not that's why the back they're like, like asymmetrical. Yeah. That's why their claws are like close to in front of their face because they're made to be stuffed into a little shell. That's what a hermit crab looks like if you pull it out of the shell. <laughs> I think they're so cool, but yeah, they're creepy. They're creepy for sure. That was so gross. Well, guys. they really only live on like remote tropical islands where there's not a large human threat. So you won't, you probably won't ever have to see one. And I was on a remote tropical island with not a large human threat and I didn't really see them. Apparently they mostly come out at night. <laughs> which is creepy, but they eat the husks of coconuts. Okay. They eat like fallen fruit and coconuts and also birds. <laughs> okay. And probably other crabs and whatever. They're, you know, they're scavengers. They're omnivorous. But like they like can open a coconut. 
which is why they're called coconut crabs. You'll see them like dragging away coconut husks. They're very creepy. <laughs> Not they're huge. huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a coconut crab. You will forever have that image burned in your brain. Um, lots of other cute little crabs on the island. There used to be rats on the island because during the World War II occupation of Palmyra, uh, the U.S. Navy came and introduced black rats, which mm. is dope. Um, they just eradicated the rats. Um, they just got rid of all of them, which is wow. cool. It's part of like the, you know, they're trying to like preserve remote areas. However, mm-hmm. in the preservation of this remote area, they used a toxin to get rid of the rats. So the toxin used to eradicate the rats came up in 84% of tests <laughs> in testing 51 different species on the island. Oh. So I'm like, is it good? I don't know. Like you got rid of the rats, which is good because then the birds do better. Right. Right. Because the rats were going around and eating all the baby birds and bird eggs and other birds. Yeah. Big rats. So I was I was happy that there were no rats there because I didn't want to see any, you know. Um, but instead Ugh. of the rats, crabs came to fill in the scavenger role. So there's just like hundreds of hermit crabs that are around all the time. Right. They're cute. Some of them climb trees. Wow. And then there's like little hermit crabs sitting in trees. I don't know. <laughs> No one knows why they do it either. They're like, why are there hermit crabs in the trees? The trees are not very tall. Um, but anyway, so it's just like, it's such a weird, quirky little place where people are also just like eradicating a bunch of rats, you know? And I was like, bring in cats, but cats would kill the birds worse than the rats would. So and then the cat, cats, you know, like just multiply so fast. They do. They do. Yeah. I'm like bring in two cats. I don't know. They would kill the birds. Um. It's not a win. I just like cats. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they eradicated the rats. The next thing they're trying to get rid of um, are the palm trees. Ah, yes. Which is maybe, yeah, because they are not native to that island. And it's normally a rainforest there. um, But it doesn't really feel rainforesty because of all the palm trees and because they grow so quickly. Um, And so they're actually they're trying to get rid of all the coconuts. and also a product called copra, which is, it's like the dried part of the coconut and it's used in like livestock feed primarily, I guess. But so the U.S. Navy was there. They're on the island. They're like, wow, there's really no, you know, there's nothing to do here. Let's just like try to make some money and farm some copra. And so they planted all these trees and then it wasn't sustainable. And then um, all the trees are taking everything over. And so they are going around killing all the trees by injecting them with plant to side, (laughs) which is also annoying. But I don't know how to, I don't know. They were like, you can't really cut them down. You can cut some of them down. I don't really know. They grow back. They, they're so invasive and yeah, it's a, it's a problem in the desert as well, where they try to make an oasis and it's just so bad. And And the palm trees just take over. Scorpions live there. Whoa. Gross. It's pretty gross. I don't like scorpions. They provide no shade, um, no fruit, not the coconut ones, but most of them don't provide any shade or fruit. Um, they're really costly to maintain and they're a pain in the ass to get rid of. Yeah, so they are, yep, they're trying to get rid of all the palm trees. It's going okay. There were still a lot of palm trees there when I was there. It's this specific species of palm tree, which I had the species name for, and I don't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. Um, it produces a very large triangular coconut. 
Oh. So was, they were like coconuts, like the length of my forearm, and they look like triangular, like prismy in shape. Oh, cool. They were pretty tasty. We ate a yeah. lot of them. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. They were like, take as many coconuts as you want. <laughs> Get them out of here. Yeah. But it's good. They fall from the tree and they just like stick in the sand. You That's know? cool. With the triangle shape. Yeah. It was cool, even though they're bad. Yeah. Even though they're bad. Um, Yeah. So that's the ecology. That's kind of what the island vibe feels like. Save for all the World War II stuff. The island vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to tease you a little bit, I have World War II, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, the treasure that's buried there. And then maybe the murder that happened there. I think this could be a two-parter. Hey guys, Carly here. So that was part one of the Palmyra episode. Make sure you tune in next week to hear part two where we discuss treasure, murder, and war. And here's my sister with some info. That's it. Sounds like a true water podcast. (laughs) I know I'm going to tune in. And hey guys, make sure that you're already following Water Water Everywhere on Instagram. And that's water.water. And it's not D-O-T like a water drop. Mm -mm -mm. It's water.water water everywhere i'm already falling i'll see you guys over there and hey if you like this podcast make sure that you give it a like on apple it's uh it really helps everybody out and it's already a great podcast so tell your friends spread the word and keep it wet thank you lucy love you guys